Hey everyone, welcome to 11 Questions, where each week we meet a new person and get to know them. I'm your host, Taman Tiwana, and today we are meeting an Indian-American author, Sajni Patel. Let's get to know her with 11 Questions. Hi Sajni, welcome to 11 Questions. Thank you so much for having me today. I want to start by asking, are you a tea person or a coffee person? If we're talking about tea, like traditionally made chai, how we do in India... I used to be really into chai, but I can't intake milk anymore. And I tried it with soy milk and almond milk, and it's just not the same. So I really yeah. miss like chai and cornflakes and chai and pua and things like that. So right now I'm more of a coffee, like latte person because I do like sweet drinks. But once in a while, I will revert back to like plain black tea if it has a lot of herbal and floral and um, nutty flavors to it. There is a place in Canada that I really like. It's um, called White Heather Tea Room, and they make their own um, tea blends. And my favorite is what they have every winter. They only have it during Christmas time, and it has like vanilla and almonds and yeah, all these little things in it. So, so I'm a little uh, bit of both. <laughs> Long answer is short. Are Indian chais and chai with any other milk? You no, know, it just doesn't taste the same. And I've tried so hard, but it doesn't taste the same. Did you always want to be a writer? I remember wanting to write since I was about 10 years old. That's when I started writing short stories. I didn't have the concept of writing as a career until, if you can believe it, high school, college years, um, even though I started to read a lot of books when I was in elementary school, like R.L. Stein, and then middle school was a lot about um, Stephen King. Like Those are my go-to authors when I was very young. So it wasn't a viable career option or even a hobby type thing until I was in college. If you could not be a writer, what else would you be doing? I don't really know what else I would be doing. Um, I do like photography and I like, oh, UX design. Uh, <laughs> I just was certified for that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, back in 2019 at my old university. So UX design, which is kind of the, the bridge between creativity and technology when it comes to websites and apps. And I know that you have some experience in, in technology. So UX design is what I train for when I'm certified in. So that's always my backup. When you write, do you follow a routine? I don't. I'm very much a pantser. Um, I kind of just write when I have the flow because I can tell and I'm pretty sure that readers can tell if I wasn't really in the mood to write a scene or if it feels and sounds forced dialogue or writing so I really have to be in a creative mood to get my writing out and um, I try to get started early in the morning because I tend to wake up at 5 30 in the morning here so when the sun rises and like the sun is just right in my face so I can't sleep so I wake up early and to get my day going and try to be at the computer by seven or eight o'clock in the morning try to get something done that's way too early. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I'm used to it. It's not like I feel tired. It's just, you know, the sun is in your face. So you're just, it's a great way to wake up naturally, like without an alarm clock. Just Yeah, it is. Scientifically also, everyone says so, but I'm more of a night owl. I can stay up till like 5, 5.30. That's very wow. easy for me to do. <laughs> I'm in bed at 8 <laughs> when it's dark. It's time to sleep. I used to be a very um, late evening person, like go to bed at 11 or at 12, but um but now it's funny how you call that late. Uh, <laughs> now I think nine o'clock is late. I was like, oh my God, it's nine o'clock, it's 9.30. What am I doing partying? I gotta get to bed. <laughs> Coming back to the writing, what's something that you really find challenging about the writing process? Um, I find it challenging to get the writing rights. Like 
it's um, I still have a lot of a long way to go with my progress. Um, I still am learning my craft, and so trying to find better ways to write out scenes. And sometimes, a lot of the times, I'm reading and rereading what I wrote, and I realize like, oh, this isn't this doesn't sound right. But I can't pinpoint what's wrong with it, like the structure of the sentence or the flow of the chapter, things like that. So sometimes it's, it's um like the technical writing part of it that I I know something's wrong, but I can't figure it out. So it always helps to have other eyes like my agents and readers will look at it for me but it's still up to me to figure out like how to write it like no one else is going to be able to write it so I think that's like one of the hardest parts for me where do you find the inspiration for the stories that you write I find a lot of inspiration from everyday life like real life things um trouble with hating you and first love take two there is a lot of elements that I brought out from things that have happened to me like aunties and gossip and familiar expectations and things like that so, of course, a lot of it is fictional. Most of it is fictional. But there are um, a lot of things that really happen in life that I wish I could just talk more about or call out people um, about certain things or just expand and like, oh, this happens to me, but I wish I would have gone this way. Or wouldn't it be great if it was, you know, a big romantic thing that happened? <laughs> so real life, definitely, I find inspiration. You are also from Indian culture. So I want to ask, what's your favorite thing about it? I love the color and the vibrancy of our culture. There's just so many aspects to it. And I think that's a, one of the things that a lot of people see first when they experience Indian culture is, well, the food. The food is always great. And then the color. And it's like, oh, everything is such a party. <laughs> you know, our festivities and weddings and things like that. So that's one of the things that I really, really enjoy. And is there something that you don't like so much? You know, there's like little things. They don't bother me too much, but... There's little things like in the community, there's a lot of gossiping and, you know, there's this thing called elder respect where you can't really stand up for yourself a lot of times, at least in my generation. I love to see that the younger ones are stepping up and taking that challenge and, and learning to stand up for themselves. But that's one of the things that I don't really appreciate. I appreciate respect for everyone, but it has to go both ways, you know. I agree. And it's actually great to see the next generation kind of questioning that privilege of age. When it yes. comes to, like, being <laughs> it's like oh you, you know you're young you can say well, a lot of things right now and get away with it <laughs> <laughs> I know for myself you know coming um I I'm an immigrant so I grew up like one foot on each side of the wall so there's like a lot of things that I have to I feel like I have to still uphold at the same time it's like ghastly for my parents like I can't believe you said that to someone like what will people think that's the thing. That's what people will say. What will people think? Oh I know. my gosh. The entire lives are constructed around that. Yes. Like they themselves would be so much happier if they could just get rid of that. Yes, I think so. Who are some of your favorite Indian authors? Um, Sonali Dev has definitely been one of my favorites. And I think for me, she's kind of pioneered the way a lot, and um, especially romance, Indian romance, because her books have been very popular. And then there's also Rashi Jakshi, who writes... YA and middle grades and just seeing her take parts of Indian culture and tying that into fantasy is really neat. And if you were to be deserted on an island with only three books, which books would you take with you? I definitely am a fan of Emily Henry. Um, I would take any of her books. So let's just say two of her books. Um, and then I am really into graphic novels and there's one that's coming out it's called Laura Olympus, which is like a retelling of Greek mythology, but like modern day. So you have like, you know, hints to Apple products in there and um, technology and things like that. And it's also coming across some social issues. So those are some of the books that I would really enjoy having with me. That's a great blending of modern and <laughs> <my friend. laughs> 
Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, how did this author think of this? That's so brilliant. For our last question, if you were to share one interesting life story, what would you tell us today? Gosh, I want to say it was my brother's wedding, which um, inspired my next book, which is a YA that comes out next year. And I know like a lot of Indians have this big Indian wedding, but for us and our family, we're very um, like introverted and things are very small and small scale. And so my brother's wedding was, you know, the whole three days and five events. And we went to India and Dubai to shop and I still have shopping nightmares <laughs> because I don't like to shop. And they're like dragging me around the world <laughs> to get ready for this wedding. And it was so cinematic and, and they had, um, you know, like four pages of events and people coordinating, like who's going to be on top of this event and who's performing next and all these things. And so that was my biggest experience that I couldn't get it out of my head. And I enjoyed it so much that I wrote a book about it. So I'm hoping that readers can <laughs> experience that with me, the joy that I had. That's really interesting. Did you know beforehand that you would want to do this or after the whole experience, the idea started to come up? Uh, no, it was afterward because it was just just a great party and I'm not a party person like I'm very introverted but I just wish that it could keep going like this could be you know last forever so when I left I still had like withdrawal I guess from all the love that we had for each other during this time and and how happy we were for my brother and his wife and I couldn't get it out of my head so for like weeks and months I was thinking oh this would be a great story because it's so visual and so theatrical and colorful and like you know, Indian culture, this is some of the best parts of Indian culture. So I started to have some ideas, but I wasn't quite sure what the main story was going to be like, it can't just be my wedding experience, like there has to be a story to it. And so that took um, a couple of months to formulate. But once I had it down, you know, I ran it by my agents, and she loved it. So I just went with it. And actually, that book sold like in a four house auction. So it was, I guess other people really liked it too. So I'm really excited. I, I actually, I get to share the cover very soon. So. Oh, nice. When is it going to be out? Um, April <laughs> 2022. Oh, there's quite a wait. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about your new book, which is going to be out by the time this episode goes out. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have checked their website and there are so many amazing options that I can't wait to try. Go to the link in the show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Tell me what the book's about. I love the title, First Love Take Two, but yes. I want to know more. Okay, so First Love Take Two, as you can probably guess by the title, is a second chance romance. Um, it's a story about Preeti Patel. She is going through a lot of things in her life trying to find work um, after residency, trying to find a place to live, trying to appease her parents, you know, and she generally wants her family to be happy. So it's not like the, I guess, the more stereotypical, like my parents want one thing and I want something else, sort of a, a clash. And her friend comes up with um, a place for her to live short term because her space is available. But the thing is that someone else asked about it and it happens to be Preeti's ex-boyfriend, Daniel Thompson, who is the love of her life, but she had to break up with him or she felt that she had to break up with him six years ago. And she was too scared to tell him why. 
So now they're stuck in uh, you know a one bedroom apartment. There's not a lot of places for her to run off to because that's kind of the thing that she does is just walks away or runs off or avoids the situation. And so, you know, Preeti and Daniel reconnects and they hash out some issues. And some other themes in the book is also um, mental health, touch aversion, and I also approach racism and anti-Blackness, not only in the South Asian community, but in the South, because the book takes place in Houston, Texas. And are any of the characters in the book inspired by people in your life? Yeah. So Preeti, I would say, is most like myself because she's kind of introverted and into herself and has touch aversion, like... <laughs> that's a real thing like I actually have touch aversion and struggling with mental health and Daniel is kind of a conglomerate of people men that I've known some men that I've dated um his grandparents um which are one of my favorite characters that I wrote in the book um they're based off of some of my older friends or grandparents or grandparents or friends there are some characters who are loosely based off of real people but for the most part just these four and as listeners are listening to this, your book is out. So if they want to buy it, where can they do that? So First Love Take Two is available at all major retailers like Amazon and Indigo if you're in Canada, Barnes & Noble. But I highly encourage you to support your local bookstores. So please look into your local bookstores and, and get a book in there. Well, Sajni, thank you for being a guest on our podcast today. And best of luck with the book. It sounds really interesting and I'm going to pick it up really soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys enjoy. Listeners, do check out Sajni's upcoming book, First Love, Take Two. And you can also find her on Instagram or her website, sajnipatel.com. I'll meet you again next week with a new guest. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates. And I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye!